Well, hello, oddballs. It's your host, Bobby. And your co-host, Lexi. And this is Oddities on Elm Elm Street. Well, if you're here from last week, then thank you for coming back. Welcome back. Episode 14. Um, And if you're new, then thanks for checking us out and... We hope you'll stick around. (laughs) But before we get started, I wanted to say thank you so much because we just hit 10,000 streams. (laughs) Hyperventilating. So that's very exciting. Um, And we're so thankful to be able to do this. Obviously, we wouldn't be here without you guys. So if you're listening in real time right now, 5 a.m., Wednesday morning. Me. (laughs) Yeah, you included. (laughs) Just know that if we blow up one day, you were here in the very beginning. (laughs) So that's that's a pretty cool thing to be able to brag about. Um so yeah, that's that's all I gotta say. (laughs) That's my little ditty. Um but we have a true crime topic today. My lovely friend Lexi picked this one out. Okay, so last week it was your topic mm-hmm. of, you know, people are always asking you, like, top ten unsettling oh, things yeah. or whatever. Yeah. No one's asked me, but, like, <laughs> this is it. This is case it really? has just stuck Yeah, with me. Well, and for us, this is local. Yeah, and, so, like... I'm also very, like, I'm involved with Grand Rapids, Grand mm-hmm. Haven, and Holland. Yeah. So it just really, really hits home. Definitely. Yeah, I remember when this first happened, just being, like, I didn't keep up with the case, but just hearing the details in the very beginning, just being just disgusted, honestly. Just, like, horrified. Horrified, yes. Yes, horrified. So, So let's jump in. 31-year-old Ashley Young was known to those around her as a ray of sunshine. To her loved ones, she was just a very special individual and had a very positive impact on those in her life. She was known to hide notes for her friends, and then, you know, they would find them and it would help brighten their day. And to her mother, Christine, Ashley was an absolute miracle. She was told at the age of 18 that she would probably never be able to have children. So when she became pregnant with Ashley, she was incredibly over the moon. Over the moon, so they say. So in 2005, Ashley had graduated from high school out of Grand Haven, Michigan. It's so weird saying Michigan after these cities because... Like, yeah, For us, when we're it's talking, it's just implied. But um, after graduating, she immediately began working in a group care home for adults with special needs. So she honestly was just an incredible human being. Um, she was known for being very generous, and she really just had this attitude where she wanted to see the good in everyone. Her favorite quote was, if I bought you a smile, would you wear it? And... What I love about that is I came across a Facebook page called um, Justice for Ashley Young, Mm -hmm. and the cover photo is a picture of a flower with that quote on it. And as I was looking at that Facebook page, I noticed that someone else posted saying that Ashley gave the best advice and the best hugs. So it's, it's clear that she made a huge impact to everyone she met during her short time here on Earth. And Basically, the world just didn't deserve her. That's the type of person she was. Yeah. From everywhere. Looking. I even, like, went through Reddit a little bit. And um, there's a post in r slash Grand Rapids about it. Mm. And there's a prickly cactus. That's her username. (laughs) 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 Um... But just something that she said, she's, like, they were talking about, like, torturing Jared. Yeah. And the prickly cactus said that, you know, 
I would love nothing more than to be Jared's cellmate for an hour, but there are others who loved her more. It wouldn't be fair to them, and it's not what Ashley would have wanted. Hmm. She wanted the hungry fed, she wanted the naked clothed, and she wanted the depressed smiling. Yeah, she really just was a beautiful person. So during her time of death, Ashley lived in Kalamazoo, and she worked in a call center for a bank while she also attended a local community college. And she was actually on her way to graduating in May of the year that she passed. And her plan after graduating was to get her degree in language and culture out of um, West Michigan University. Her mother said that Ashley was... Western Michigan? Western? Yeah. What did I say? I don't know. I thought you maybe said West Michigan. Oh, I might have. Oh, <laughs> yeah, West Western. I almost said it again. I probably did say West Michigan. Western Michigan. <clears throat> I should know because my sister went there. Uh, Ashley's mother, Christine, said that she was fascinated with other cultures and religions, which... I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess she had a longtime boyfriend that was Muslim, so she was learning a lot about Islam. But when this whole situation happened, her and her boyfriend were on a break from their relationship. Mm-hmm. All right. So Ashley was friends with a Grand Rapids man named Jared Chance. Jared was 30 years old, but since he was a teen, he was kind of known for being a little bit of a troublemaker. The people around him said that he was aggressive. He was known to be unpredictable and for having violent outbursts. A family friend of Jared's in particular said that he would fight with classmates and was kind of known as a bully. She said that he enjoyed picking on the other kids and that some days he seemed like he was a decent person, but then like all of a sudden he would flip a switch and just suddenly be an asshole. He also had quite a few run-ins with the law. He had shoplifting charges, DUI, drug possession, multiple assaults, and just in like a 10-year span, he had 38 run-ins with police. Yeah, he assaulted an officer too, right? Yeah, yeah. The only reason I want to talk about this is to give a little bit of context because I feel like when you start to hear about like what he did, you would otherwise be like, holy shit, like where did this come from? But just know that, like, he's had a past of just being an angry, violent Violent. person. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he did assault a police officer. He actually headbutted them Mm -hmm. in front of his parents. Which. His dad being a retired. Yes, exactly. Cop. Yeah. Was he just a police officer or was he a sergeant? I want to say, like, detective, like, investigation. Okay, because I couldn't find a clear answer. On that. I, I had a hard time, too. Yeah. But, but he was in he law was enforcement. Sure. Yeah. At, so, yeah. we know that. But it's also important to, like, keep his parents in the back of your mind mm. during this. I won't say specifically why right now, but just remember that. And we'll talk about it later. I guess he also broke into his girlfriend at the time. Like, broke into her home by crawling through the doggy door. Um, so that's interesting, but he also had a lot of domestic incidents in his home with his family members. I believe these mostly involved his brother, Conrad. Conrad, yes. But I think there are some instances as well of him just, like, fighting with his parents. So, yeah, he just would act out violently. He'd get drunk, punch walls, throw stuff, and... Um, During another incident with a police officer, when they were called to his house, he punched one in the head and was tased as a result of that. So, I guess this is disturbing. In one report from 2016, Jared's brother told police that Jared assaulted him and put a blowtorch near his face. Yep. And then struck him several times with a stick. Yeah, because he thought that Conrad stole a shipment of... Like, fucking five pounds of cannabis or some stupid thing. Yeah, and I guess he also threatened Conrad, saying, I'm gonna fucking kill you, F-word. The gay slur. Yes, the actual F-word. Yeah. 
so kind of just a shitty person. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So Jared had told Ashley that all of these circumstances were kind of just an instance of him not being able to catch a break. And she, because she wanted to see the good in everybody, she just believed him and... The savior complex. Yeah, just thought, like, he's a troubled guy and he's made some mistakes. But she's just, like, such a good person that she thinks maybe, like, maybe I can help him or yes. be a good influence yes, for exactly, him. exactly, so. At one point during their friendship, he actually broke into Ashley's apartment and stole some of her belongings so he could sell them. To buy drugs. Yeah, and she cut ties with him after that. Mm -hmm. But, unfortunately, that isn't the end of Jared in Ashley's life. I guess one of Ashley's friends had actually convinced her to give Jared another chance. Yeah, a mutual friend. Yeah, yeah. Um... But honestly, like, I wonder how this conversation would even come up. Like, I don't know. I would, I would be mortified if I were that friend. Like, oh yeah. I can't. Even... Like now, yes. looking back, yes. yeah. But it's like, oh, this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just... I would never give you that advice. Like this guy just came in and broke, broke into my apartment, and stole a bunch of my shit. Like, you should give him another chance. Anyways. <laughs> I, I just don't think that's very good advice, but <laughs> who am I, I would, to judge? I would agree. Yeah. So this friend told her to try reconnecting with him on Facebook, and that's ultimately what happened. The two of them began messaging back and forth, and at first, Ashley was just keeping it very... Keeping like, it on his ar arm's distance. Kind yeah, of like kind of yeah. like you're just speaking with an acquaintance, mm -hmm. I guess. But over time... They began messaging each other like they would before when they were friends. Unlike this friend who suggested she give Jared another chance, the other people in Ashley's life were, they were definitely not thrilled with the idea of her befriending him again, especially her mom, uh -huh. Christine. Um, in an interview, Christine said that when Ashley had mentioned that she was talking to Jared again, she told her it was a bad idea. And she said, quote, Ashley knew I didn't like him. Ashley knew I didn't want her to be with him. Some people are just bad, but Ashley didn't want to believe her mother. She just didn't believe that anything bad would ever happen. She wore rose-colored glasses. Now because she trusted him, she's dead. So messed up. So let's get into what exactly happened. On November 29th, 2018, when Christine hadn't heard from her daughter, it raised some red flags for her because they had a plan to meet up. Ashley was planning to visit a friend who had just had surgery and then meet her mother at an apartment complex so that her mom, Christine, could co-sign the lease for her. So when Ashley didn't show up, Christine knew that something wasn't right. And it's probably like a mixture of like mother's intuition, but also just the fact that Ashley was known for always following through and always being there. Like, her and her mother had a really close relationship. And Christine did later say that she had a gut feeling that something was wrong. Another thing that is insane and just gives me chills to even think about is that Christine actually recalled waking up that morning at exactly 5.45 a.m. out of nowhere and said that her entire body went cold and her arms and legs went numb, which is another important detail to just remember for later on. Just file it away for now. So obviously, once Ashley doesn't show up at the apartment complex, Christine starts calling Ashley, but all of the calls go unanswered, and over the next few days, she would continuously call Ashley's phone but get no response. So she started calling people in Ashley's friend group, and that's when she found out that Ashley had planned to meet up with Jared Chance. Christine got Jared's contact info and reached out to him. She first called him, but he didn't answer, so she left a voicemail that said this. Hello, Jared. My name is Christine Young. I'm looking for my daughter. She was last with you. Is she with you? She needs to contact me. Tell her I'm going to contact the police department to do a missing person. 
and Jared replied with a text. He claimed that yes, they were together on the 28th, and that the two of them had gone to a hookah lounge and then to a local bar, and then they kind of hung out there all night and into the early morning hours of the 29th. But he told Christine that Ashley had left her phone at the hookah lounge, so she had to go pick it up on her way into work. So yeah, then he starts saying that Ashley was already on her way back down to Kalamazoo to work third shift at the call center she worked at. And at that point, Ashley's mom, Christine, is getting suspicious because she knows that Ashley does not work third shift. She also really doesn't trust Oh yeah, Jared she she so already exactly like, she's like already has like kind of a predisposition about him. Right. But Jared's like, well, I don't really know what else to tell you. And that's kind mm-hmm. of all there it is. But then he says, well, actually, I just talked to her and she's fine. <laughs> she's not fine. Spoiler mm, alert. No. Um, and we'll get into like the details of what actually happened to Ashley. But knowing those details and then also knowing like what he's saying in these moments is fucked. He is just like scum of the fucking earth. Oh, he is. Absolutely. So yeah, um, try to remember like this moment right here, all of these things that he's saying to Christine, because then when you hear about like what he's actually done, it'll start to kind of set in that he's just a sick individual. So at this point, he's giving Ashley's mom, Christine, the runaround and really just stringing her along. And he tried telling her, like, oh, some dude named Demetrius, who I guess was one of their friends. I think he was, like, a mutual friend. But he's like, Demetrius saw Ashley with me. And he could probably help you figure out where she's at. So Jared gives Christine this Demetrius guy's phone number. And a bunch of other random numbers of these... That were su- not actual. They were not actual numbers. But these numbers are supposed friends that could possibly help Christine find her daughter. Except Demetrius is actually real. Yeah, Demetrius Taylor is real. Um, But she's calling these numbers. They were fake. And at this point, it's like, oh, does he... Like, is this a game to him? Like, does he think this is funny? Yep. So, Christine does eventually get in touch with Demetrius, and he says, I don't even know Ashley. So, Christine calls Jared back and tells him this, and she wants an explanation for, like, why why would you lie about that? No, but, Demetrius is the one who's lying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, he's definitely, like, trying to turn the story and place blame, and he's, yeah, he's just sticking with his story, and... Eventually, he just stops answering Christine's calls and texts altogether, so she goes and contacts the police. She follows her instinct, she reports Ashley missing, and then takes it upon herself to go to Mulligan's pub Mm -hmm. to see if she can trace back Ashley's last known whereabouts. So she, she gets to Mulligan's, and they allow her to watch back the surveillance video from that night. right. And she sees that Ashley is there with Jared, and it seems like everything's fine. Like, there's nothing alarming coming up in any of these tapes. And two days later, on December 2nd, police receive a phone call from Jared's neighbor. They share a house that they rent out on Franklin Street. And this neighbor, his name is Mario Nelson. Like, this is pretty typical for that area, like, the Grand Rapids area to get, like, a big historic home and then split it up into, like, a yeah. bunch of different apartments for right. people to rent out. So, we do know that Jared rented the basement of this house. I don't know if Mario had the second half of the basement or if he lived in the upper portion of the house. I don't really know how that worked because I saw conflicting details, but Mario said that he, he started to notice just this awful smell. Yeah, his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. She was complaining about it to him, and it was coming from Jared's unit. And they were like, this is so bad. Like, we need to figure out where it's coming from, because we just can't stand it anymore. 
So he gains access to the that side of the basement and he finds a tarp with what he described was a stream of blood coming from it. I believe he runs back upstairs and tells his girlfriend, like, call 911. Mm-hmm. And she does. So when police arrive, they enter the basement and they pull back this tarp to find that it was wrapped around a human torso. Now, remember earlier I said that Ashley's mom, Christine, woke up suddenly early in the morning on the 29th and she said it felt like her arms and legs had gone numb. So Christine is convinced that this is the time that her daughter must have been killed because it's just a torso. So like I said, the tarp has a torso. There's no arms. There's no legs, there's no neck, and there's no head. Upon searching the house further, police do find a saw blade in the basement, and then on the back porch, they find a garbage bag that contained two saw blades, a boot, a drain cover for a bathtub, a bottle of ammonia, latex gloves, pants with Jared's name on them, and a roll of plastic wrap. They also found hundreds of bullets hidden in the furnace duct and two empty shells from a 22 caliber gun. And there's, like, this place is a bloodbath. There's blood all over. There's blood in the bathroom. It's smeared on the stairwell. There's hand towels with blood stains. There's blue jeans with blood stains. And they also find out that his shower curtain is missing. And then in the stairwell leading to his apartment is a box labeled with Jared's name and address on it. And inside of this box are two legs without feet and two arms without hands. So at this point, they have a human torso, human arms and legs, but no head, neck, hands, or feet. And all of the blood was tested, and it comes back that it is, in fact, human blood and that it belonged to Ashley Young. Obviously, upon discovering this massacre of a scene, police arrest Jared on charges of mutilation of a body and concealing a death. And they do this while coroners are trying to identify the victim and mm-hmm. then determine the cause of death. So the current the coroner is able to determine that Ashley has been murdered, but they don't know how because, again, all they have is her torso and her limbs and, and they know that it was done post-mortem, the dismemberment. Right. So. In the time after Ashley's murder and leading up to his arrest, it was known that Jared had visited his parents who live in Holland, Michigan, which is about, about half 35 hour. minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. West. Yeah. When they arrive there with a search warrant at Jared's parents' home, they find the shower curtain from Jared's apartment in his parents' garage. They begin searching the living room, and they find a reciprocating saw under the couch. Like, let's just stop it and take a second here. I'm going to hide this saw under the couch. Like, no one's ever going to look at You don't think people are, yeah. Like, like just, <laughs> what the fuck? You're a... And the fact that he, his dad is... Former law enforcement? Yes. Like... I feel like, are you really just that stupid? Or are you, like, trying to help him a little bit? But, like, also, like... Well, I feel like it was almost just done in a panic. Yeah, that's probably right. You know? Yeah. But I... But then you're like, okay, you're law enforcement. You should, like, maybe know a little bit better. I don't know. Yeah. No, you definitely think they would be a little bit smarter about this, but... I don't know. Yeah, so they find the reciprocating saw under the couch. And the saw has blood and tissue on the on the blade. So they're able to determine that this was, you know, probably used to dissect Ashley's body. They also find a bloody washcloth in the basement and an empty bottle of ammonia and latex gloves in his parents' Honda CRV. The bottle of ammonia had a label on it reading Miss Tracy's Party Store, which is a store close to where Jared lives in Grand Rapids. I've I've never heard of this place. 
I've lived in Grand Rapids my whole life. Never heard of Miss Tracy's Party Store. Neither have I. I'm thinking it's probably not like a chain store, oh, like absolutely. a Dollar Tree or whatever. So they're what like, is... okay, we know exactly where this is. And it's right by where this dude lives. Mm-hmm. So he had to have done this. Yeah, so police, they go to this party store. And they ask to see the surveillance video. And lo and behold, they see Jared purchasing these items. It's between the days of like... November 29th and December 1st. Mm-hmm. And remember, her body's discovered, her torso was discovered December 2nd. This party store also had outdoor surveillance. They pull up that footage and they can see Jared throwing stuff into the dumpsters of the party store. So police go back, they, they look at these dumpsters behind the store and they find an orange bag with more women's clothing in it. They also find a prescription bottle with Ashley's name on it and a purse with her IDs in it. I think it was like her driver's license and her student ID. Yeah. After finding some of the clothing, they're able to see that her sweatshirt had a pretty large volume of blood in the hood, Mm -hmm. which is also important to remember for later. So the neighbor who had called police about the bloody tarp had told them that between those dates on the 29th and the 1st of December, Jared had asked him for help getting into Ashley's car, which at the time was parked in their driveway. But, um, I mean, he must have been able to get into it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess the trunk was, like, not wide open, but, like, they got in. Through through the the, trunk? Through the trunk and then went through that. You know how they had the little, like. Yeah, the little um, seat that folds down. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so he got into it and police find it a few blocks away from his house, which this guy's, oh my God, he literally like forgot where he put her car. <laughs> and it's so funny to me because he's like so cocky and like tells his neighbor, like, I know how to get away with murder. Like I could do it. Yeah. I could, I know what to buy. Like and it's like, bro, you f- for real can't. Well, uh, I mean, you might be able to, I mean, obviously, you're definitely able to murder somebody, but you're not able to cover it up. No. So, yeah, fuck this guy. What's frustrating about this case is that we don't, even still today, and this happened, what, in 2018? Mm-hmm. We still don't know. We, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know exactly what happened after Ashley left Mulligan's with Jared that night it's or so that morning. Yeah. Because he refuses to say. Mm-hmm. And another thing is that he also refuses to tell police where the rest of her body parts are, still to this day. So, you know, they're not able to determine her cause of death because they don't have her head. Which is so strange. Like, I wonder why, why just the head, hands, and feet? Is it because those are, like, big identifiers you know what i mean like you can identify a body well i mean i think the head because the the head show you the cause of death right and then i feel like but the hands and feet feet are like just very much so kind of like what you're saying like very like that's a solid indication of who someone is well i honestly wonder when i was listening um to the morbid podcast Uh about this case, they mentioned that one of them thought that maybe it was because her hands were bound. Oh. So maybe there were like ligature marks Mm -hmm. and he was kind of just trying to erase any like trace of what he had done to her. You know what I mean? I mean, we're trying to make sense out of something that is just so incomprehensible yes yes but like i guess maybe that yeah you you don't want to have i don't know i mean that's a very very possible Mm -hmm. uh, well and i honestly think too a lot of it has to do with the fact that because his dad was former law enforcement he probably knew like oh well if you if they can't prove that you actually killed her and they can only get you with the dissection like of her body the mutilation part you won't have to spend so much time in jail. Yeah, you're going to get in trouble, but not like... Right. But you're not really. going to be in trouble for the rest of your life. Right. Right. So I feel like that has a lot to do with that as well. 
But that's not the reason why he dismembered her. Right. I mean, he did just because he's a fucking sicko, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah. Um, because they're not able to determine what her cause of death is, it kind of leaves us to just look into this whole thing with pure speculation. But because of that amount of blood that was found in her hoodie and the the two empty shells, the 22 caliber shells in the basement. Just from piecing that together, they believe that Jared most likely shot her in the head. If they didn't shoot her, he could have also struck her. Mm -hmm. Um, So like blunt force trauma to the head. But none of that can be proven until they have that, if they ever get it. So what we do know for certain is this. On December 1st, Jared's parents, James and Barbara Chance, with his brother Conrad, drove to pick Jared up at his home in Grand Rapids, but they didn't know why. Like, at this point, they don't know what's going on. They just go, and when they get there, Jared is carrying a cardboard box with him, which we now know had Ashley's limbs in it. Now, once Jared is brought to his parents' home in Holland, he begins to tell them what happened, and his parents respond by creating a plan to help him cover it up. And also, it's like we've said before, James, Jared's father, James, he's a retired police. We don't know if he was an officer, sergeant, whatever, but he was in the police force. On December 2nd, James takes Jared to the Grand Rapids Police Department, but we don't exactly know their reasoning behind this. Um, I highly doubt that he was going to admit to what he had done because his parents were already trying to help him cover it up. I think maybe he was just going there to say, like, that he might know information that could help them locate Ashley in the hopes that maybe the police would kind of, like, turn their head and be like, well, it can't be this guy because he came here to help. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like I, in one of the videos I watched of, um, like, the arrest and when he actually went to jail... Mm-hmm. He sat down and was saying that he, you know, well, I heard what was going on. And I don't know what's happening. So I just thought that I'd go and, you know, tell people that I was, uh, you know, one of the last people to see yeah. her, be with her, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he just wants to lessen his involvement. Yeah, he's just trying to be, he's trying to play the game. Yeah. He's just really fucking bad at it. Yeah, he, yeah, definitely. According to Jared's lawyer, the Grand Rapids Police Department turned him away and told him that he needed to go into the police station in Kalamazoo since that's where Ashley was from and that's where her mom, Christine, had filed that missing persons report. And just for reference, Kalamazoo is, what, about an hour from Grand Rapids? South. Yeah. So the Grand Rapids Police Department was like, "Mm, no, that's not really what happened. Actually, James brought his son Jared in and immediately starts demanding for an attorney and basically said, like, I'm not going to tell you anything unless I have an attorney present. But at this point, they don't even know, like, why he's there. So, like, you're not detained. Uh, Like, like, why? That's not how this works. Right. right. (laughs) Which you think think his dad would know that, but again, they don't seem like the brightest. I know. Um, So, because they wouldn't provide him an attorney, because, like, why would they? (laughs) They never got to sit down with him that day and do an interrogation. So, James and Jared just leave. (laughs) Like, okay, that was pretty pointless. Right. I saw that they were there for not even five minutes. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to do here? I don't know. And I feel like that is just so dumb, because now you're going to raise suspicion. Yes. Now they're going to be like, hmm. Remember that guy who just, like, popped in and demanded for an attorney? Yeah, that seems a little suspicious. What are you doing, Jared? Like, oh my god. So, Jared goes back to his apartment in Grand Rapids with that cardboard box still. He gets there and he leaves the cardboard box outside and goes inside. And that's when police find up. Uh, find up. Yeah, that's, that's when they find up. They show up and they find this whole scene. And that's when they detain Jared for the mutilation and concealing a death charges. But his parents, James and Barbara, were also charged. 
they were charged with perjury and accessory after the fact in connection with the killing. During the trial, we learn a lot more information. I was trying to say, I was trying to combine interesting and information at the same time, but it doesn't work that way. You know, I I like where you're going with it, though. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Jared was charged with open murder, which was then changed to second degree murder. And he also got that mutilation charge and was charged with concealing a death and three counts of tampering with evidence. They did um, pull an employee from Mulligan's to testify, and that person was able to verify that um, verify that they did see Ashley at the bar. With Jared. With Jared, yes. And that she didn't think that anything was weird. She Yeah, there was nothing off, which Christine said when she watched the, the surveillance footage, she said there was nothing that really like brought up any red flags. So, it's just him and that violent switch. Yeah. It must be. The Demetrius guy who Christine called, he also testified. He said that Jared told him to tell Christine that Ashley had come by his house to use his phone and then left. Because, again, remember his story was that Ashley had left her phone at the hookah lounge. Mm-hmm. So, according to Jared... Ashley went to Demetrius's house, used his phone, and then went to pick up her phone before going to work. At some point, Demetrius decides to tell Christine that he actually didn't know Ashley. And Demetrius also said that when Jared found out that he told Christine the truth, he began blowing his phone up with, like, a bunch of nasty text messages. Bro, you fucked me. Yeah. Like, trying to... Delete these messages, bro. <laughs> He's, again, so smart. Definitely get away with murder, in my opinion. <laughs> so, they also had Mario Nelson testify, mm-hmm. Jared's neighbor. And he's the one that found the, the tarp. He said that Jared made it known that he had a gun. He also said that in another instance, Jared revealed that disturbing confession that he knew how to commit and get away with murder, which... Obviously, he only knows how to commit. And I guess during their conversation, he even listed some of the supplies that he would use to get rid of the evidence. I wonder if ammonia was on that list. Right. Mario also described how he saw Ashley around the time she went missing and that he even answered the door for her, let her in the house, and directed her down to Jared's apartment. Sometime after this, Jared invited him to smoke some weed with him. And while they're hanging out, Jared asked Mario if, if he could help him get into Ashley's car. And he said that Jared had kind of explained it away by saying that Ashley had just locked her keys in the car. But after that, Mario never saw her car again. So I honestly wonder, like, obviously the smell led him to find that, the tarp. But I wonder if he had, like, a suspicion anyways. They were being, they were very suspicious. Yeah. Jared's brother Conrad also testified against him. He said that he had actually spent time with Ashley and Jared leading up to the days of her murder. Conrad said that Jared pulled out his twenty-two caliber revolver, pointed it at him, and started pulling the trigger, like, over and over again, not even checking to see if there was any bullets inside. And according to Conrad, Ashley told him, you're never supposed to do that. Like, duh. Yeah. So... When they began questioning Conrad about that day that he and his parents drove to Jared's house to pick him up, Conrad said he was, like, a little foggy on the details. He, you know, the family, I think, just, like, didn't know what was happening. I'm sure Jared probably called them, like, having a meltdown. Right. And so they just go there to pick him up. So Conrad said that Jared looked upset. When they got there, and he remembers that everyone was helping him load some of his items into the vehicle. And then they also drove around to locate Ashley's car because Jared couldn't remember where he moved it. And then when they found Ashley's car, Jared began removing some items from inside and then got back into his parents' vehicle. In order to bring at least 
a little bit of closure to Ashley's family, family, prosecutors did offer Jared a plea deal in exchange for the location of Ashley's missing remains. And if he accepted, he would have only gotten 31 years, which is actually really scary to think about because yeah, that's he not would, a long time. He would be like, what, early 50s? When he got out. And he's just been brewing and steaming and In prison. Yeah. Like, that is a terrifying thought. It really is. So, yeah, he was offered this plea deal in exchange for Ashley's missing remains, but he refused to take it. On October 10th, 2019, Jared Chance was sentenced to serve 100 years in prison for second-degree murder and the mutilation of a body. Something I find... Not hilarious, but also kind of hilarious, <laughs> is the fact that the judge made sure to note that, like, Jared wouldn't be eligible for parole until he's 130 years old. Yeah. This this judge is like... I know. I'm like, standing ovation. Yes. I love you. Absolutely. I mean, he. it's not even that he won't be out until he's 130. He won't be eligible, eligible for, for parole. parole. Right. We said that the same way. Yes. Because we yes. feel the same way. So much anger. Yes. Yes. I took some screenshots of like, yes. Tell me. Tell me what to say. Okay. So the judge, unfortunately, I have been doing this type of work for 34 years. I've been on the bench for 13. I personally have been involved in over 200 murder or death cases. This is, without question, the worst case that I have ever been involved in. Like, that's saying something. Yeah. Right there. Um, Yeah. I found out that I know someone who went to high school with Jared. Really? Graduated with him, yeah. And what they said was that they knew Jared to be... They said, okay, not verbatim, but he probably woke up the next morning didn't remember anything because of the amount of, like, pills and shit he was into. Like, can you imagine? This, that's, like, some you shit. Like, the Netflix documentary. Yeah. That's just the... Uh... Yeah. And then I, I... So, I was just doing some... My thing is, though, is I don't want to give him, like, any... I don't know. It's not a pass. If that's right. what you're getting at. Yeah. Not, I don't want to give him any, like... Oh, I was so high on whatever that I didn't even know what I was doing or I didn't even remember it. Like, no, that I'm, and this is just literally, I was talking to this person that I know that, that knows him and mm-hmm. that was just Did they what s- I was told of like, like, that's just my guess. Yeah. Like, Cause I, you know, naturally just bring up the topic. <laughs> <laughs> Did they say like. If it seemed like something, like, was it something they could see him doing? I didn't ask them that. Um, I feel like, I mean, if you know someone's like a bully and violent, but who do you actually think to be like, yeah, that guy's going to dismember someone? Yeah, because that's what I was going to say is, like, I personally, I don't know anybody that, like, wouldn't surprise me if they murdered and dismembered somebody. No. Like, nobody really comes to mind. (laughs) can't say nope yeah um but i also did i did some facebook stalking and who well okay so then i also i found an interview from jared's ex-fiance which which this is the first time that i've ever heard about this was when i was looking it up for this week yeah i didn't even know he he was engaged what yes yes like it was a very quick thing like they mm-hmm. were they moved in so like his ex-fiance was living in that apartment that no. yes oh and God. she it was like so what this was the end of november that all of this happened yeah. and what i read was that she had left like a month or so before this happened oh my god and yeah she said that at one point they were both like very much heavy into like meth and pills and some really hard drugs Mm -hmm. um but that they both got clean got jobs and moved to grand rapids and 
she was just I felt I felt so bad she obviously carries a she like feels all this guilt that should not be on her yeah she's like I feel like he relapsed after I left and that Ashley would still be alive if I hadn't left him Mm. I'm like geez that is yeah but it could have been her right I mean and that's yeah I mean it's no one's fault but Jared's yeah I mean I wonder if she ever thinks that way though like if maybe if I would have stayed like he would have done that to me you know Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know but yeah Um, I can definitely I can understand where the guilt might come from but it's it's misplaced yes exactly yeah um but she just kept saying like none of it makes sense like i i have no idea why he would do anything like i just remembered because you're like you think of anyone you think like oh yeah it makes sense that's interesting though to hear from like somebody that had a close relationship with them that they didn't expect him to you know be capable of such a thing because i think the biggest thing for this case for me is just like motive yeah like why the heck yeah i i do not understand and i mean it doesn't make sense you know it doesn't i don't know how to say it, it doesn't like maybe it wasn't necessarily a motive but potentially just like his emotions coming out of him like just out of rage. Yeah, but after. why Ashley? You I don't know? think it matter. I don't think it. You know, I feel like it very well could have been anyone. I don't think that it was necessarily directed at Ashley. I, think I they- don't think so either. Right. Because one thing that I also think is kind of important to mention is that um, they do know that she wasn't like um, sexually assaulted. Right. Which you know, is motive right right there. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, they really have nothing. Right. Everybody's just left wondering, like, why? Why do it and why Ashley? And like you said, I don't think, I also don't think it mattered who. It was just a question of when. Yes. So. Exactly. And, and, and you know, with his past of incredible anger and violence mixed with all this drug use and being left by his fiance most likely relapsing oh you know what in that interview with the ex-fiance it was also said that jared's parents spoke with tori and told her that he was on drug and alcohol bender at the time Mm. Interesting. So it just it just makes me crazy. So I searched her name into Facebook, which we have like a mutual friend, and I'm like, this is freaking weird. Don't love it. But is it was, anyone I would know? No. Oh. Sorry. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just very surreal going through and like reading all of her posts. There's one post that she's from August 12th of uh, 2018 talking about how he has sleep paralysis dreams that she like would wake him up because he like moaning stop 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 in his sleep so she still has posts on her page about Jared my guess is that she got off Facebook and just like didn't delete it maybe made a new one because it's like all from like I didn't have to scroll far did she say anything about the case, Mm-mm. or was it just, like, cut off after that? Just cut off. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and you can see, like, my life. Which they, they got their names tattooed on each other. Oh, my God. Yeah, can you fucking imagine? Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that's why it's surprising to me that she was kind of in disbelief that like he would actually do this because like with his with his violent past and with the um the domestic cases that he's had just with his family it surprises me that that wasn't carried over into their relationship it, but it might have been um yeah and like 
Right. But like we also like if he's if they're exes, like do you really defend your ex unless you are like Right. No, he's actually a good person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like right. if your ex is a shit bag, like you're not gonna sit there and be like Well make excuses like, for him. Right, exactly. So I don't know, it's just weird. And I I wonder if that's the same girl that he like broke into her house through the dog. That's what I was wondering too. But it didn't say anything about fiance. It just said his then girlfriend. But it might have been, you know, when they were dating. Right. I don't know. I don't know. It's very interesting. There's like another post from September, which is it's like That's it's so just close. so interesting, I know, to hear. Like I swear my man's the best. He surprised me with a gift card to the salon for a VIP manicure and pedicure. Oh my god. Hashtag so... happy, bir- happy girl. Hashtag feeling loved. Princess. Thank you for everything you do, Jared Chance. And then September 14th, she has a post. It says, life with you makes perfect sense. You're my best friend with some hearts. And then... I clicked on it, and there's a comment from Jared, and this must have been after she left. Mm. He says, this post makes me laugh my ass off. Now, how... Okay, I don't know if his writing skills were super great, because I'd read it, and... Doesn't make a total like a whole well, lot of sense. Already established that he's a dumbass. So yeah, you, you want to read it? Sure, ma'am. He says this post makes me laugh my ass off. Now, how anyone can cry and caring about how their grandmas in the hospital die. <laughs> I'm glad you're struggling. <laughs> grandmas in the hospital die. Get just so they can. Use it to dip out on you. No, that takes serious skill. Like, you should get an Emmy for that shit because you're the best actress I've ever met. What the fuck? With, like, a whole bunch of, like, laughing faces. Yeah, like, and, like, it's so fucking funny. skulls. And then there's, like, a random cat. <laughs> no, I know. Must have been a typo. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait, can we go to his page? Yeah, but there's hardly anything on it. Oh, you already busted. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you see that. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so... It's so weird to me to see stuff like that and to realize that they're just, like, normal people living their lives until they're not. Yes. Exactly. God, it gives me chills. I know. I know. It is... It is wild. And to think it's just, like, frozen in time. For anyone to go back and look at. I know. I honestly didn't think that I was going to, like, I was like, okay, I'll search her name. And then I wasn't mm-hmm. really wow. expecting, but it really wasn't very hard. And, like, I, even if I found her, I wasn't expecting it to just be, like, right fucking there. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't believe you found that. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Um. So, some pretty foul stuff that's a good find good job thank you you. oh god so where were we oh okay so yeah he the sentencing 130 years old (laughs) that's a like a real fuck you yeah thank he deserves yes absolutely and that's why i love that judge Right. So, when Ashley's family and friends heard the sentencing, they began cheering and celebrating. And what I love was that Jared was forced to listen to a statement from Ashley's mother. Oh my god, have you listened to it? Yes, it's so emotional. It's heartbreaking. It really is. I feel awful. You get the... I mean, I got chills. You can just hear the pain the, in her the voice. The pain and the anger and yeah. just everything. Even thinking about it now, I just get chills. Yeah. So, Christine, Ashley's mother, she stood in front of Jared with Ashley's ashes in a box, which I think also is such a powerful 
statement to him, you know? And she, she said, quote, This is what's left of my daughter. If I want to hug, I have to hug a box and close my eyes and pretend that she's hugging me back. Because you chose to murder her. Because you chose to dismember her. She also said, You will never tell me where she is because you like to torment people. You like to hurt them. You enjoy it. You had no right to take her from me. Jared Chance, I hate you. I want to rip you from limb to limb and discard you just like you did to Ashley. You threw her out like trash and she was your friend. Why? And she also told him, you do not deserve to breathe. But she says all that, but with the emotional force yeah. of a hurricane. I don't fucking know. It was yeah, I mean, horrifying. I can't imagine her pain. No, I can't. While Christine was saying this, Jared, he just stands there with, like, a blank look on his face. And he refuses to look her in the eyes. Which is something that really pisses me off about him. Because he does that later, too, during interviews. Mm-hmm. So the judge said that he decided on this sentencing, which I guess it exceeded the sentencing guidelines. Um, Good. But he chose to kind of dismiss that because of the brutality of the crime, the lack of remorse from Jared, and the fact that he was lying and stringing Christine around. Dangling hope in front of her. Exactly. And he, the judge, he told Jared, quote, you, sir, in my mind, are, are a very evil individual. You are clearly a monster without any conscience whatsoever. You are someone who is a danger to society and should never be allowed free. He also said that Jared seemed to derive pleasure from the gruesome testimony. Ashley's loved ones begged Jared not only for her missing remains, but also just for that motive. Like, why even do this? But if he again, he just refuses to give them any answer at all because he's a fucking asshole. But yeah, so let's talk about Jared's parents because they're a part of this too, right? So his mother, Barbara Chance, she was sentenced to 45 days in jail because she took a plea deal rather than go to trial. James Chance was sentenced to a month in jail, a year of probation, and house arrest with an ankle monitor for 11 months. Just Um, seems weird. Yeah, and then I was reading somewhere that said um, if they were facing, like, more time, they were going to offer them a deal where they could stagger their sentence so that one of them could care for the younger brother, Conrad, which I'm like, I don't know how old he is. No, he was like, I want to say he was like 27 when this went down. Yes. Like, he's he's not like a Like a teenager. Yes. So I don't know what that, what that's all about, but um, I don't know if they ultimately needed to do that because, you know, James is in jail for a month. Barbara's in jail for 45 days. So I'm assuming they probably stuck with that and yeah. just allowed them to... Whatever. Such a weird thing. I don't it know. Is. So I did watch that jailhouse interview yeah. from Wood TV 8 mm-hmm. where they're interviewing him through like a Zoom call and he still won't say anything. Like she literally right off the get-go, she's just like... You know, we want to give you a chance to tell us what happened. And he's like, oh, I don't even know what to say. Right. And he's like, I want, I want to tell, but I, I just can't. I'm like, what? He just pisses me off, bro. So, yeah, she's like, well, what happened? Like, what happened to Ashley? And he keeps saying, like, I can't say. Like, I can't even talk about it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you can't talk about it because you're emotional? Or, and he right. says, well, that too, but... <laughs> Yeah, okay. <sighs> Bar so city. yeah, the I really like this interviewer though. She's yeah, she's got it going on. Yeah, definitely. She like shows Jared a video. Yeah. That she's recorded of Ashley's mom and uh Christine and her longtime partner, mm-hmm. Dana. And she says, Can you see it? <laughs> Like, he he looks up at the screen as soon as the video starts, and then immediately looks back down. Yep. Ugh. Just straight up coward. Yeah. 
So the interviewer, um, she asks him, like, you know, where's the rest of Ashley? Her mother just wants to know, why don't you just give this family, you know, the peace of knowing? Which I wonder, like, why, why not? Right. Like, you're what already... What does it change? Well, that's, a, that's the thing. You're already... You're... You're going to die here, dude. Like, exactly. nothing's changing that. So. You're going to spend the rest of your life in prison anyways, telling them where her remains are aren't going to change anything. But yeah, he responds saying like, oh, I really want to give her some of that peace, but I don't even know what to do and what to say. And then it's, it's just. Just him mumbling on yeah. like a dumbass. Um, she then asks, like, what went wrong because the two of them are supposed to be friends. Ashley's such a great person and he agrees. He's like, yeah, she is such a great person, but he still won't say anything. It's like, nothing went wrong, I thought. Yeah. It's like... He said nothing. Yeah, And then he agreed that Ashley was a great person. And then, um, when he says that nothing went wrong, the interviewer was like, well, obviously something went wrong because her body was found in pieces. So unless you which plan, I'm like, yes, I know ma'am. She, oh, I love her. On it. She's like, unless you like went into the night planning on dismembering her, yeah, some, exactly. Something went wrong. Yeah, she has no mercy. She, I'm like, <laughs> love you. I'm gonna, yeah, worship. <laughs> yeah, he he's just you know doing what he does, which is absolutely bullshit. She asks him about like his parents, like what do they know. Um, and then he just repeatedly says, I can't do this. He says a quick apology to Ashley's mom, and then he hangs up the phone. He turns around and is like, yeah, like, someone come get me, I'm scared. (laughs) God, I can't stand him. I just, mm. (sighs) Even looking at him. Yeah, he's just got a punchable face. So punchable. Oh my god. But it's so weird to me that he still refuses to say, like, you already have no integrity left. People already know that you're a fucking monster. Like, you'd probably get a little, a little clap, like for thank you. You're you'd get exactly. a little bit. I don't know, like, not even respect, I but know. like, <laughs> I like a little bit less. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. I I still not hate redemption him. <laughs> by any means, but like, but come on, it's. Like, who are you trying to protect? I don't get it. Right. You're fucking well, and lame-ass I, parents. Yeah. Fuck. That's what I was going to say is I wonder if maybe the reason that he won't say where the rest of her is is because it might show that the his parents' involvement is more than we know. It seemed to me like they didn't have the best relationship. So I mean, they called the cops on him for domestic... I mean... Yeah, How right, many times? right. At least two that we know about. Right. Like, he, they're not going to be able to do anything to you while you're rotting in prison. So. Well, and the other thing is, his dad, right before, um, right before he went to trial, had a stroke. Interesting. So he's not in the best of health. And I, like, I mean, there's a little part of me that is hoping that maybe we'd get some like type of deathbed mm-hmm. confession from him. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think so. But I I don't understand how being parents you could look another parent in the eye and not give them just like a sliver of some type of closure. You know what I mean? Like Especially you have like two your, your own blood to go that away your theirs. child caused. You know what I mean? Like you have two sons that you've raised and loved and you've you've seen them grow into mm-hmm. who they are. Mm-hmm. And then you have Christine, Ashley's mom, who was pretty much, she believed, was infertile. Mm-hmm. And she has Ashley and Ashley's, like, everybody says how amazing Ashley is as a person. How can you look Christine in the face? It's big yeah, like, I don't know why your son caused all of this. And then, like, you helped with the aftermath. Exactly. You were dragged into all of this because of him. 
and you're able to look at another another parent like can you really not put yourself in somebody's shoes do you really lack empathy that much that you can't imagine being in her like, scenario right like how it must feel having the roles reversed exactly like so but yeah that i always feel at the end of these i always feel like so this is the end. yeah like how do you close that this is like it's it seems wrong you know what i mean yeah like how do you how do There's you uh, not really any good way yeah how um, do you just like transition into like well thanks for being well, here we appreciate you guys like <laughs> what <laughs> uh it's yeah i don't i don't know i don't know either but I, uh that's why i always get really awkward at the end because i'm like, like well that's uh the case of ashley young fuck jared chance yeah fuck the chance family the entire Conrad that well but well, like conrad might be okay we're not I sure yet but everyone else sucks yeah i don't understand it but um we will be back next week i think we're gonna do a spooky topic spooky you have to set up the email too so that yeah and there was somebody that like commented on i think it was our youtube video from last week wanting um some of like our personal spooky stories like your personal stories. <laughs> well you're included in this it's not just me here if i wanted to talk to myself i could do it but um <laughs> No, so I think that would actually... Maybe we can do that next week. Talk about herself. Yeah, well, because that would kind of encourage... Hopefully, would encourage um, some of our listeners to send in their own spooky listener tales. Yeah. Yeah. So... I want to know. Yeah, tell tell us your stories, please. But yeah, so maybe we'll do that next week then. Yeah, that's Thanks. that's that's that. Thanks for listening to us ramble on again. Yeah, we're we're the best at doing that. We hope you all have a lovely week. Uh remember or don't to <laughs> keep, keep it, it spooky. spooky.